I'm Matt. I'm Randy. And this is Got Got Questions. Welcome to another awesome, amazing podcast for you listening. I'm Matt. I'm Randy. And this is Got Got Questions. Questions. You know, Randy, every time we do that, we point at each other. We do. It's like, it's pretty cool. So, Randy, did you have a good day? I did. I did. Uh, You know, my wife did some work at the hospital, had some tests, and everything came out well. That's good. So that's good. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. In fact, speaking of praising God, I believe you wanted to pray. Oh, yes. It's my turn to pray for us before we get started on our topics. So let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for today and giving us this day to be here, Lord. We love you. We praise you. Just be with us as we discuss. Help us to uh, just sharpen each other and get the truth behind things. And uh, yeah, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. So, Randy, you know, I'm having a lot of fun with these podcasts, and there's a lot of questions that we have been asked by uh, parents and students and um, even from each other. Yes. And we have a really cool, no pun intended, topic <laughs> today. <laughs> you like how I threw that one in that there. That was good. That was good. And uh, Randy, what are we going to be discussing today? We are going to talk about the Ice Age. Brr. And I believe we're not talking about the squirrel with the nut. Shade the sloth? Yeah, we're not talking about that. It's a dandelion. Must be the last one of the season. (laughs) Yes. Great movie. And we have also Daniel Elliott here once again. Our our producer. Executive producer. Oh, executive producer. Oh, yeah. We got to promote. I'm moving up in the world. You did. We we bumped you up, man, because you've just been doing such a great job. And it doesn't come with a raise or money at all, but I'm going to keep bringing you these waters. (laughs) Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. Kirkland brand. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag. Um, so, uh, so it's funny that this, this ice age thing, because last year in club 56, for those of you listening, uh, I am, uh, the club 56 ministry coordinator here at big Valley grace. That is for fifth and sixth grade ministry. Uh, Randy is one of the leaders in there. And I am. And, uh, so last year in club 56, I call it club 56, uh, we, um, had a curriculum answers in Genesis. And one of the topics was the ice age. And I remember looking at that, and I was, like, kind of lost, and I didn't want to do it. I thought it was kind of boring. Right. So I went to my boss, Lisa DeMont, and I said to her, I said, Lisa, I do not want to teach on the Ice Age to these kids. Uh, I have a hard time relating to it. I don't see how I can relate it to them. I just don't see how I can get them engaged in this. And in my whatever life, I've never been asked about the Ice Age or anything like that, so I was like... <laughs> Who's going to ask you about that? Right? And Come so on. I was... I've never... Like like we said, the only Ice Age I know is from the movie. Yep. And uh, she she pushed back, and she was like, Matt, I think you should teach on the Ice Age. It's good for you to know, the kids to know. You never know. She uh, did push what, back. She did. Oh. She did. And me being stubborn, and I think that's where my seven-month-old son gets it from. Me being stubborn, I said, now, Lisa, <laughs> I, uh, I I have another message I want to do for that night. I'd prefer to do that because I think they get more out of it. I can make it uh, tangible to them. And so she kind of gave in, and she's like, all right, man, all right. If you want to do that, you can do that. So I didn't touch on the Ice Age, okay? Good job. Let's just freeze on that no pun intended right there (laughs) so uh for three years now i've been on a traveling softball team i got awesome guys on the team they're all uh, christian right no no they're not all believers okay and uh that's what i love about it that's what i love about it is it's not all believers and 
It's so cool. Right. You, you have different opinions, different thoughts, but it's cool to try to be a light right. to those guys and not be part of the crowd, but to stand out. And uh, from day one, man, I when someone would ask me, what do you do for work? And I say, I worked at a church. Some of them are like, uh, no, no, don't, Let's don't not talk, talk about, about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and, you know, I was I was respectful at the time, but I just wanted to continue living out what that looks like. Right. And one of the guys, Steve, uh, him and I are like one of the closer ones on the team now. At the time, we were still getting to know each other, and he wasn't really open to it at the beginning. And as time went on, these years had gone by, he now asked me, hey, Matt, how's work going? Wow. So, and he knows where you're working. He does. He, he does. So asking. that was pretty cool. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool, Lord. Thank you. You know? And right. So and I got to talk to him about that. And um, so let me go to a couple weeks ago. I got a phone call from Steve. This is not, this is sad. Uh, and he let me know that his dad passed away. Oh. And, uh, him and his dad are super close, and they uh, that's like his closest family member. And so he lets me know that his dad passed away, and uh, he wanted to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. He's probably thinking about life after death. This will be an awesome time to talk to him about the gospel. So um, I talked to my wife, Stephanie, and I said, hey, Steph, can you, uh, can you pray for me? I'm going to go meet with Steve. And I think I want to share the gospel with him tonight. So she prayed with me, and I met Steve and our pitcher on the softball team. His name is Troy. The three of us met, and we just start talking, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew this was my moment right here. I was like, I'm going to share the gospel with these guys. Got the goosebumps so, so, and everything? Yeah, oh, man. I My, my chest was pumping, man. I, I felt good. And uh, I asked them a question. I said, hey, guys, what do you think happens when we die? And we started uh, conversing and talking, and Steve started asking me questions about the Bible, so did Troy, and, and they asked me about some doubts or contradictions they thought there were, and man, I was nailing these questions out of the park. I felt like Pastor Gordon Rumble. I was like <laughs> nailing, I was hitting them home runs all over the place. I'm feeling good. And uh, all of a sudden, we talk about the age of the earth, and is it billions or millions of years old, and... I was like, well, that's where we, we're, we're different. As believers, we believe the earth is a little over 6,000 years old. And Steve laughed, and, and he goes, well, Matt, how do you explain the Ice Age? And he goes in <laughs> to all these facts about the Ice Age, and I froze. No pun intended, Fair once enough. again. I was like, oh, my goodness, Matt. And I did not know what to say. I had no knowledge on it, and I even told him, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know, Steve, and I know we believe in, in the flood, and, and uh, so we finished up our talk, we gave them both a hug, and um, uh, I just remember going to my car, and I put my hands on the steering wheel, and I, and I said out loud, I said, I blew it. And I just was like, I cannot believe that that just happened. I failed, Steve. I failed an awesome moment, an opportunity I had to, to expand on something. And then it dawned on me as I drove home to my wife, the moment that I could have learned about that topic and I didn't want to teach on it. Right. And I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and here I am thinking God's using me to work in Steve's life, but God was using Steve to work on something in my life, to show me something in my life, that every single thing in the Word is important. Right. Regardless of what message it is, it's worth it to study it and not skip it, because you never know know. when you will get asked about the Ice Age. That was kind of a long story, but that is kind of why we're going to talk about the Ice Age today, because Randy, you, I heard, actually killed it this weekend with this message. I think it went well. 
I think it went well. And and if I may, let me tell you a little story because it's ironic that that you you said to me a couple of weeks ago, hey, we're going to do the Ice Age. You yeah. printed it out in the purple paper and everything, and <laughs> yes. I saw it, and I was reading it. And here's the crazy part. My son's girlfriend. Okay. So she's they're up in Humboldt County, and she is struggling with faith. So okay. she's really wrestling with faith. And so I was just preparing my message for the Ice Age, and she's a geologist. She's a geology uh, major. Okay. So she's all about the the length of time the Earth has been around and everything like that, all the science and everything. And so, um, so we're talking, and she's saying, oh, my goodness, I don't know how to believe. I don't know how to trust anything. I don't know anything about this because um, I know what science is. I know about science. I know how science works. And I said, I said, here's the thing. We talked about faith. And yeah. she said, I don't know how to have faith. So I gave her the example because I wanted, I knew where I wanted to take it. I was kind of like you. I had this whole plan. Oh, I knew where yes. I was going to take it. I was going to talk to her about the disciples <laughs> and how, you know, they died for their faith. And if it wasn't true, they wouldn't have died and everything. And, and I said, so the example I gave her was Abraham Lincoln. Do you believe that Abraham Lincoln was shot in the head? And I thought for sure she would say, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. And then I was going to go on. Well, how do you believe that and everything like that? And she said, here's, here's what she, she went. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. There of course. A lot of conspiracy theories uh, out there. And I was like, oh. Of so, course, that's the answer. So that blew up my whole argument. Blew up my whole <laughs> argument. So then, so then we're talking about the age of the earth. So, so she was saying, you know, it can't be 6,000 years old because we have rocks. And we know mm -hmm. that those rocks are 4 billion years old. Billions, of course. And I said, well, well let, me just, let me just check you out for a minute. Hang on for just a minute. I said, now, you believe that, right? She said, yeah, yeah. Why do you believe that? And I kind of emphasized believe. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, you know, scientists have proven it. I said, okay. So, so you saw that with your eyes? Well, no, but scientists have proven mm -hmm. it. I said, okay. So, so how did they do that? Well, and then she started talking about radiometric dating, and we've had these conversations yes, we in have. Club Fifty Six. And you, so you did a you did a message on similar carbon dating. Sim yeah, right, yeah. right. So, so we talked a little bit about that, and I talked to her about assumptions, and this is where my message for the for the Ice Age came in, because I talked to her about what are your assumptions. So, what are you assuming when you believe that the Earth is that old? And she said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, the scientists have proven it. Prove, prove, prove. And I said, well, you know, it seems to me that you're having trouble with faith in God. Hmm. But you're having a lot of faith in science. And she said, oh, no, no, oh, no. Don't no. Use, no, don't use the faith word, man. I said, well, well hold, hold on. I said, here's the thing. You, you weren't part of any of those experiments. You know, you didn't see those with your eyes. Right. You're assuming that those scientists came forward, wrote their books and everything, and they're telling you and the truth. And that's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and all I'm saying is it's based on assumptions. I'm not saying they're bad people. Right. I'm just saying that they made some assumptions. And here's where I go with radiometric dating. So stay with me because this is kind of crazy. As far as I can tell, we have not had radiometric dating. We, we did some radiation studies in the 1850s-ish. Okay. So that's about 150 years ago. Right. So what I told my my uh, my son's girlfriend is, and that so, sounds like you're being generous. Right. With being totally yeah. being generous because I I can't you're, imagine. Um, you're a nice guy. So so I told her. So here's the thing. You're talking about 150, 160 years, but you're saying the Earth is four billion years. So we've been measuring this radiometric and saying this is how it works. This is the half life. 
for 150 years. But compare that to the billions of years. Right. So you're assuming mm-hmm. that everything nice. that happened in that 150 mm. years has been staying the same for billions of years. And mm. all I'm saying is that's an assumption, and we don't know that. Right. Now, what you're doing is you're looking at the world, and you're trying to explain the world through the lens that you start with an assumption that there is no God. That's the problem. Mm. See, now, I start with the assumption that there is a God. And there is his word. So when I'm looking at the, the same facts everybody else is, I'm looking at it through the lens of, and I'm touching my Bible, by the way, for those of you that can't see this podcast. <laughs> yes. So I'm touching the Bible because I'm seeing it through the lens that God's word is 100% true. Yes. So then I hear you out in podcast land. You're saying, my goodness, Randy, that doesn't make sense. 6,000 years, that's crazy. But here's the thing. When you look at it through that lens, when you read in Genesis— and it talks about the flood. And this was was really cool for me about the flood. Because I always thought growing up, mm-hmm. how did the flood happen? Yeah. I always assumed, and this is there's my assumption, I assumed the flood came because lots and lots and lots of rain came. So Noah built the ark uh, on dry land. Right. And there was rain, 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 and rain, rain. And it kept raining and it kept yeah. raining. And I thought, man, that rain must have been crazy <laughs> rain. Because how right. long would it take to for flood the, the earth above and, the mountains? Yes. Right. So then because I'm in Club 56, and we go back to the Word, the Word says that the fountains came up from the deep. That's in Genesis 7, 11. 7, 11. I'm looking at it right now. So why don't you read it first, Matt? It says, When Noah was 600 years old, on the 17th day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. There you go. So... If water is coming up from the deep, that tends to mean that we're probably having underground earthquakes and volcanoes. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So when that when the Earth's crust splits, you're going to have all that magna, magma come up. The oceans are going to be super, super, super warm. And that's pretty key to this. Yes. Then what you're looking at is the, the Earth's crust, crust is erupting. And then on land, the crust is right. And we don't, we don't know how the continents are where they are. Yeah. But, but the assumption is, my assumption is, it makes kind of sense. We don't see it anywhere. We don't have proof of it. But what I would say is when, when all of this stuff is happening in the flood, it's just catastrophic. So I'm assuming these super volcanoes are also coming up on land as well. Yeah. So then you probably are going to see the continents split. That'd be my guess. But anyway, so these oceans are super warm with this superheated hot magma. And what happens when water gets warm? Boils. It boils. Might have boiled. I don't Steam. know if it boiled. But at least it evaporates. Yeah. Because the air is, the, the water's warm, so it evaporates up into the air. Now, on land, when you've got these super volcanoes, and we saw it with Mount St. Helens. You're too young for that, Daniel. But <laughs> I am. <laughs> Mount, and, well, right now, if you look at Hawaii, it's happening right now in Hawaii. They got the big volcano and everything. Yeah. And there's all this ash. Mm-hmm. And so to bring it closer to home, we've had fires up north, right? And we've got all this ash, and the ash spews into the air. And here's the crazy part. We're 100, 200 miles from, from the fires? Yeah. About that? Yeah. So, so the other day, this is about a couple of months ago, I was walking to my car after going to the gym, and we had ash. Mm. I'm assuming it's from the fires. Wow. On my car. So what happens is this ash... Whoosh, 
goes up into the air, and you can't see it, but I'm raising my hands up for you in podcast <laughs> land. <laughs> yes, he's raising so, the roof. So the, the volcanoes are spewing all this ash into the air, and when ash goes up into the air, it blocks That's the sun's block rays. the sun, yeah. Exactly. So it blocks the sun's rays. So we've got the sun being blocked, so the, the, the atmosphere over the land is going to get really, really cold because yes. it's blocking the sun's rays. And that's a lot of ash because there were many right. super, and um, we're saying super volcanoes. Exactly. And this is, so these are many of them. If one can do that, uh, have ash all the way from over there, right here, you know, 200 miles, imagine what many of them, how the sky was filled with that much ash to cover the sun's rays. Exactly. Exactly. So, but here's the crazy part the ocean is still warm because the ocean's got that hot magma coming up from below. So the ocean is warm. It keeps pushing that evaporation into the air. When that air goes over that cold area, what comes down? Snow. Snow. So snow keeps falling, keeps falling, keeps falling. And eventually, and we've seen them. I've been to Alaska, just Uh got back from Alaska. You get glaciers. Yeah. You get big, big chunks of ice. Yeah. So did ice cover the entire Earth's surface? I wouldn't think so. I wasn't there. I don't know. But my guess is no. So you've got, you've got all this ice over there. Now, eventually, because people say, well, what happened? How, how come it didn't stop? Well, it didn't start with ice because it takes a long time to block the yeah. sun's rays. So here's the other thing to think about when you talk about millions and millions of years. So the other, the other visual I tried to give the kids is when you're standing on the beach and you build a sandcastle, yeah. right? So picture in your mind, you built this giant sandcastle, and then I came up with a bucket of water, and I slowly poured that water on that sandcastle. What happens? It's going to start falling. It's going to start falling. Quickly or slowly? Slowly. All right. So now if I come back, because this is the kind of guy I am. Daniel doesn't know this about me, but this is the kind of guy I am. I come back with a fire hose. <laughs> so you build your sandcastle again. Randy is very competitive for you listening. It's a, it is true. <laughs> so now I come back with a fire hose. Now, when I open that fire hose mm-hmm. full way onto that sandcastle, does it still melt slowly? Uh, no. No. You were saying, say, say hello to my little friend, <laughs> the fire hose, go. and that sandcastle is gone. Right. So when you look at the like the Grand Canyon, yeah. people say, "Well, that formed over millions yeah, and millions it had to of take years." A long time. Because we're basing it on the flow of the river through the canyon, right? Yeah. So if the river flows this far and it carves it this long, and then you just do your mag- magic uh, uh, math and say, "Okay, well, if I take that flow rate over this period of time, it must be millions and millions of years old." Well, my theory is this: if we have a catastrophic flood. With massive volcanoes and all this crazy the flooding. The ground's breaking right. and all this stuff's going on. Well, gee, huh. I'm guessing the water was flowing a lot faster than it was now. Yeah. So you've got more violent things happening. Oh, yeah. So when people say, oh, this had to happen over millions and millions of years, I, I just don't believe that's true. Yeah. And the reason I don't believe that's true is because my lens is God's word. So I'm not looking at it. So when I start my discussion, when I start my studying of science, I start with God's word. I start with the assumption that God's word is true. Now, if you kick that out, now you've got to figure something out. Now you've got to go and look and say, okay, what, 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 must, what must have happened? Yeah. I don't know because I don't have anything to base it on. And then you get these crazy theories. Yeah. So where was I going with that? So the Ice Age. 
So the Ice Age, they go, okay, well, so what caused it to melt? Well, eventually the ash comes down, you know? Yeah. But, but what secularists will say is, oh, the Ice Age happened because there was this big meteor and it crashed into the earth and that must have done something and boom and made all this stuff happen. And what gets me is you're willing to believe that. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't have faith in God. I'm not going to believe in God because that, that'd be crazy. <laughs> but a meteor came down and hit Earth catastrophically. Also and killing all, all the dinosaurs. Exactly. Exactly. So the, so the other question people have is, why did all these things become extinct? And one of the things I talk about is, uh, hello, we've got things that have gone extinct in our lifetime. Yeah. That right. happens oh, even yeah. now. Yeah. And it happens because habitats get worse. Yeah. You know, habitats become unlivable. We are lucky in the sense of we've been created by God to have minds and everything, and we control our environment. So we, we also mess up our environment, too. <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, we control our environment. But if you look around, the dodo bird That's a, That extends, was the first thing that came to my mind. It's gone. It's gone, and it's been gone uh, maybe not in your life. Did were dodo birds around? No, when you were? no. Yeah, but in my life, I think I think the last dodo bird died while I was alive. Mm. I did not shoot it, but it did die <laughs> yes. while I was alive. But if you think about Noah's Ark ending, so so Noah and and the animals got off the ark. Yeah. Well, there's not going to be ice over the entire earth, and at that point, there wasn't ice over any of the earth, probably because that's going to happen. Probably took like. A long time. They said they said the ice age probably was about 500 years. I think that's what Gordon Rumble said. It, yeah, about how long it lasted. I think right. the answers in Genesis curriculum was saying it took 50 to 100 years yeah. for it to uh, happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would buy that. So, so what you're saying is all that these animals get off, get off the ark, and uh, they're going around and trying to find their habitat. And they're going around to different places. And probably some of those habitats weren't hospitable to them. So yeah. some of the animals probably did die out yeah. uh, pretty the, soon the after they landed there. And, yeah. I mean, most dinosaurs and the woolly mammoth. Fair enough. We, you the know, saber-toothed tiger. The saber-toothed tiger. The giant, uh, they had like giant sloths. Right. Um, this crazy, I couldn't remember the name of it, but the armadillo thing that was as big as a car. Oh man. Like the Stegosaurus? No. There was it was one of the last ones on there. I don't remember what it was, but okay. it's cool. That's cool. But now I will say this. Some of the dinosaurs survived. Yeah. So I I, I do think crocodiles and stuff that's, like yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people of consider crocodiles yeah. and, and uh alligators and Komodo dragons, you right. know. Um, right. That don't breathe fire. I'm a, I was a little burned out about finding yeah. out there was an actual dragon, but it didn't breathe fire. Oh, another no pun intended. Yeah. Burned out. Because <laughs> well, yeah, because we also know that the word dragon, when you see that, that's also referring to dinosaur, because the word dinosaur didn't happen right. for a long time. So exactly. So so the big thing about the Noah's Ark and the Ice Age and all that is the lens in which we use. And I am very convinced that we all have faith. Now, what do we have faith in is the yeah, question. Right. But we all have faith. We all believe things because we're not actively present for everything that we know. Yeah. And one of the examples I give the Club 56 kids, and it's never successful, but it's successful with adults. So this is crazy. So I'm, gonna, I'm looking at Daniel because here's my theory with Daniel. So... If you were, if I were to tell you that last night the Brewers beat the Rockies, beat the Rockies six to nothing, right? Do you know I'm? How would you know if I'm if I'm telling you the truth? What would you do? Well, I got a I got a ESPN okay. notification. Perfect. Last night. So you you saw ESPN, you saw the notification, and you said, "Boom, 
Absolutely. The, the Brewers beat the Rockies last night. Fantastic. Right. And you believe that? Yeah. All right. Now, why do you believe that? I think it's just based on uh, earlier records, you know. Okay. Um, it's a reliable source that it's a, a reliable people, source. A lot of people look at. So, so, so let's go one step further. Why is it a reliable source? I'm putting Daniel on the spot here. Daniel's right. like, thanks that's, for that, right? That's now. what yeah. he's here for. We <laughs> bumped him up. I'm, we bumped him up here. to executive. Yeah, so he's, he's got, he's got way more. What if ESPN didn't give reliable information? What if ESPN put out on the wires last night, hey, the Rockies beat the Brewers three to four? What would happen to ESPN? I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to it anymore. I'd be like, you are not. I'd find you are not reliable. Yeah, find another source. Right. And how would people that know that that's not true? How would how would people find out? Hey, that's not true. I mean, if people were at the game. Right. 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 So you know. so the people at the game would look at their ESPN app and say, Hey, what the heck, ESPN? I was at the game. I happen to know that the Brewers beat the Rockies. That's crazy. Why are you reporting that they're not? So it would come out. And that's where, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all Christian on you because it is kind of a Christian podcast. So one of my, so this is what I wanted to talk to my, my, uh, my son's girlfriend because yeah. I'm talking about proof yeah. and how do we know what we believe. And part of it is a lot of people say, well, I just believe in God because I just believe in God. Yeah. And, and I struggled with that. Yeah. I don't know about you, Matt, just but you I Just because you got to have faith. Right. <laughs> and yeah. for me, I want evidence. And so the biggest thing for me in Christianity is, the resurrection. If the resurrection happens, we're solid. And guess what? I hate to tell you all there in P- podcast land, if the resurrection didn't happen, we're in the wrong religion. <laughs> well, <laughs> I checked. The tomb is still empty. There you so. go. So so what I look at is if that just like that ESPN app, if that ESPN app is is reliable and we know it's reliable because if they lied, people would have said so. We know that the Bible is reliable. We know that those disciples saw Jesus rise from the dead because Jesus appeared to a lot of people. And in 2 Corinthians, it talks about he appeared to 500 people. And it's written in the book, and the book was out there. So if, if it didn't happen, the people that were there would have said, no, no, no. Hey, uh, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was there, huh. and Jesus didn't show up. I don't, you guys are crazy. Yeah. And so I look at it and go, oh, okay, so, so I know that we have reliable reporters. And then here's, my, here's the other thing. Eleven of the disciples, let me take that back. Well, if you count Paul, okay, eleven of the disciples, Judas, Judas killed himself. So then you're down to eleven, and then they brought in Matthias. Uh, Matthias. But a lot of people don't think, <laughs> a lot of people don't give Matthias the credit for being the twelve. Yeah. They look at Paul. Either way. Of those disciples, only John lived for he only John had a natural death. Everybody else was martyred. And here's what I think about. And here's another I'm gonna bring Daniel into this again. If somebody came to you and said, and you were telling everybody, Oh yeah, yeah, the Rockies beat the Brewers last night, and somebody came to you and said, We're gonna torture you unless you say the Brewers beat the Rockies. We're gonna torture you. What would you do? Um, man, I think if you're, it's the same with like my religion. Like, I'm willing to fight for it and die for it. Right. Um, and I think we need to be ready for that. Right. And it's the same. It's kind of the same, but like not to that degree. Right. Especially for like sports teams. Like, 
All right, you know, I mean, I could. But would you die for a lie? That's the crazy part. De- it, I think it depends on the situation, you know, if it's like my family or. But if I told you, if you keep telling that lie, and you know it's a lie, if mm-hmm. I keep telling you, if you keep telling that lie, you're gonna die. Are you gonna Are you gonna die for a lie? Even if it's for saying that the Brewers beat the. No, player. probably not that. But if I'm thinking of like World War era, like a lot of people, like the Anne Frank story where she lied. Sure. Um, to that degree, like I would. But I she would. lied to save her life. Right. Here's right. the. But would you. If someone was telling you, you got to tell the truth, you got to tell the truth, you got to tell the truth, we're going to torture you if you don't tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you tell the truth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so when we look at the disciples, the, they were tortured for saying that Christ had risen. So they were tortured. Boom, boom, boom. Like we're going to kill you. Even, yeah, even getting Stephen. I mean, he, was, he wasn't a disciple, but Stephen right. even getting stoned. He gets stoned. Like, right. that's a, man, that's a brutal death, man. Like, yes. I, he could have just been like, no, I'm, I'm lying. Like, if I got hit with one stone in the head, I get mad. And like, who threw that? Right. right. <laughs> Everybody stop. Yeah. So, so they're telling you, stop lying, Matt. Stop lying. Yeah. You know Jesus isn't real. But Stephen said, no, no, Jesus is real. And my point, and this, this came up too. I, I did it again. I want you to think about the, it, it's a weird spelling, but I find it really interesting. See, here's the side. Here's the rabbit trail. Have you ever noticed that Israel is Israel? Like like the nation of Israel? Yeah. Sounds like Israel. Like oh, God is real. Oh. Pretty neat, huh? Isn't that I interesting? I see what you did there. That, was, that was Randy. But but if, if Stephen's there and he's saying, oh, Jesus is my Lord, you know, he rose from the dead, and they're throwing rocks at him. And if it's not true, and he knows it's not true, but you remember Stephen saw Jesus, uh, I'd be telling him if it wasn't true, uh, just kidding, guys. Just kidding. You can stop throwing stones now. Yeah. It's just oh, a yeah. joke. So, so to me, there's a lot of credibility there. There's a lot of credibility. And that's part of, because I, like I said, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an evidence kind of guy. And that, that was really convincing yeah. to me. And I went, oh, yeah. got it. Well, and the reason I think, Daniel, while you're even saying I would die for my faith is because you know it's true. Right. If that right. was if that was a lie, you would not die for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, okay, no, it's not worth it. All right? Yeah. People won't die for a lie. Un- yeah. un- people will live for a lie. I could totally see you're exactly right. I could, you know, if my life is being threatened, I could see people lying. Oh, yeah. Let me just let me just tell a lie. Right. You're not going to die for a lie. You're not gonna. You're gonna not gonna stake your life on a lie. That's just crazy. That's mm-hmm. just crazy. So mm-hmm. anyway, it, so that that w- we went round and round with that oh, <laughs> in nice. Club Fifty Six. Yeah. It was just fun. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the kids really like the animal part of it. Just hearing about some of the animals that were there, like the woolly mammoth, saber tooth tiger, um, you know, the giant sloth, and uh, <laughs> it's just man, I'm so glad that that we have this curriculum. You know, answers in Genesis. Ken Ham does a good, does. great job, and to uh, you know, you won't see the word ice age in the Bible, but even in Genesis 8 is when God's talking about there will be snow. Right. Because you'll say there'll be summer and winter. And so you know there is snow there. And just with, when you just read, like I, I agree with you, Randy, when I, I always thought it was just rain. Right. That's it. And I thought the same thing. Man, that would take forever. But then when you read that in Genesis 7 11 right there, just seeing that the grounds opened and fountains came out of there, that just, 
adds a whole nother flavor to this uh, meal that we got here. And Absolutely. It's, it, not only does it paint the picture of, yes, stuff probably erupted and there was magma. I'm not saying probably. It did. Right. But um, just shows you that wasn't a peaceful ride either. You know, I was telling the, the students in Club 56 is – you get these comic books and these drawings, like drawing the the drawing the lines of this Noah's Ark thing, and your parents get proud and they put <laughs> right. it on the fridge. Giraffes head stick it out. Yeah, Look at me, and I'm they're so all cute. happy on there. They show how small, like the small boat, right? And like a houseboat. Yes, and it's peaceful. And that is why we we look at stuff like that, and that is why people believe that the ark and the flood is a fairy tale. Right. That sets up our kids for failure mm-hmm. because they're going to start not believing this. And I even I put up a picture on the slides where it shows the ark. It's a cartoon, and they even showed beavers like sticking out of the ark because they chewed their way through it. Right. <laughs> and it's like when you get stuff like that, of course you're setting up these kids to to think it's it's fake or not even have a good um, imagination of what. What it really was like, right? And we're lucky and, and blessed and fortunate that we have a leader, Kirk McCall, right, who actually has measured our buildings here to measure out the the size of the ark that's mentioned in the Bible. So we were able to take the kids out, walk them around the building to show them how big it actually is. And it's a two-wing building. Yeah, it's, yes. And to see, like, we can fit 100 kids in our room. Oh yeah, and easy. so think of you know the animals. There's only one-third of land animals are bigger than a sheep. Right. And so not all the animals on the ark were full-size adults. You know, there were some that were on there that were still babies, which is the same thing that could have been dinosaurs. The kinds that they were could have been babies. Right. And so it just showed them how much room there actually was. But when you read the verses, when when you finally, you know, you come across a verse that you never really have read before. Like, whenever I read the Bible, I always find out something new. That's what I love about it. And you're like, wow— with the with the the ground opening up just think of the land shifting how much movement that had on the water which is that arc how much that was moving it's going higher the mountains so it's probably hitting some mountains and it was not a peaceful ride and so this has just been a fun lesson to go through and and with the ice age and people thinking that you know it's a fairy tale the arc's a fairy tale it's so comforting just to see how we do have proof of it's not far-fetched. No. You look at the size of the two-winged building, and when people say, well, how in the world could you fit that many animals? All the animals in there, they can't fit. But that's where you go back to, like you said, you got to have the lens from, from from the Word. You go back to Scripture, and God says two of every kind. Right. There is a difference between kind and species. You right. know, every kind of species of dog, you'd have lab, uh, golden retriever, German shepherd, and then the stinking chihuahuas. <laughs> and, <laughs> or rats. Uh, no, they rats, probably have rats, rats too. I know. I, I can say that, guys, at home who are listening and, ga- and girls, because I have two chihuahuas. They came with the marriage. It's just how it is. And uh, <laughs> and so uh, that's it's two of every kind. So I don't know what kind of dog or whatever it was that was there or what kind of cat that, that, that was on the ark. Because from the cats, you have lions, cheetahs, panthers, leopards, house cats, you know. From whatever kind was up there, now we have all these different species when right. they started to reproduce because they had to adapt to their environment. Exactly. It's not evolution because they had to adapt to the, the new environment of it was either hot or cold because now there's summer and winter, Right. something that they hadn't experienced before. And that's not far-fetched because we do that as humans. Sure. When it's cold, we bundle up. 
when it is hot, I bundle down and it's still <laughs> hot, right? right? So, but we do that. And so when you just have these visuals and you, you, you tell your kids, Hey guys, this, this is what the ark was like. You know, there wasn't two of every species, you know, we got to educate the kids to realize right. how that event really was, because that right there can really help us understand this huge, um, catastrophe that there was. And so when people come to us with these doubts or questions, we we're it's like a loaded gun. We, we, we're full on ammo to where we can just unleash and be like, hey, this is Absolutely. how it was. And that's something that I see uh, really hurts our culture today. When students get older, they actually stop going to church. Like there's a huge percentage. I don't remember what it is. I'm I'll probably get back to us on that because. Right. Um, but it's a huge percentage of kids as they as they get older, they go to college, they stop going to church, and I believe a huge cause of that is because uh, we don't answer all their questions for them. We do not prepare them for those worldly questions. Right. Or maybe they had questions they didn't ask, and when they come into the real world and people ask them those questions, they feel betrayed or oh the church didn't prepare me for that or right. get me ready for that and now they're gonna be upset and be like maybe that that is wrong or they'll have doubts and right. uh, i don't want to go to the church anymore they didn't set me up for success so i think it's just so important how we teach our kids the word and make sure you stick to the word there was no meteor in the word it doesn't say that now there was something that gordon will talk about um we got to get him back in here because he has awesome stuff about uh, how the earth could have shifted. Uh, I don't want to quote oh, him taxes? because, yeah, yeah. because uh, I can't do him justice no. like that. So, But um, there, there could not have been death before sin. Correct. So sin is what brought death. So to say millions of years ago dinosaurs died by a meteor, that's just... Nope. Not true according to the Bible. Correct. Right? So that, for us believers, I remember that was something I struggled with was answering that question. Hey, Matt, uh, you know, millions of years ago, a meteor came, destroyed the dinosaurs. And I'd be like, okay, how in the world? Like, the Bible says it's not, right? But, right. But, um, but from a Christian standpoint, you got to say, okay, there was no death, Matt, before sin. And to say the word prehistoric, that means it was before history was written. That couldn't be possible. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning was the Word. In right. the be God was there. So there was nothing before him. You know, there's no such thing as prehistoric. We use that word to say something's old, you right. know. But uh, there's just a lot of things that we need to be aware of and just to train our, our kids to understand and know the Word because it's so crucial. And you don't want to be uh, just caught off guard, you know, when we're supposed to give an answer for the hope that we have. Now, it's okay to tell someone that you don't know. Right. You know, it's okay to, to not know everything. Sure. And that's that's actually healthy, you know. If, if right. you're to act like you know everything and, oh, no, this is what, oh, that's that's an easy one. I'll tell you, you know, you're going to turn someone off and right. they're not going to want to talk to you about it. They're going to be like, okay, this person's annoying, you know. Right. It's human to say, you know what, I do not know that. Right. And that's okay, but... The important thing is the follow-up, and that's to say, you know what? I don't know. That. I'll look at that, and I'll get back to you. Right. And you can't just say that. you got to actually do it. Exactly. And there may be times when you look it up and go, that may not be knowable. There's some mm. things that just aren't knowable. Right. Yeah. So, But that's okay, but we got to be honest about those things and why they're unknowable. Yeah. One thing, you mentioned the size of the boat, and and we normally don't think of the flood being so violent. And one of the things that you mention is, okay, you've got this boat, and when we see the cartoon pictures, you picture the little houseboat. <laughs> yes. Now picture that little houseboat 
on the ocean. And you go, oh, I would never go out on a houseboat <laughs> on the ocean. That's crazy. And it is. So when you look at the ark being the size of a two-wing building, you start to go, oh, okay, I could see how that yes. would be more stable. That would make more sense that it could survive a rough, huge body of water. You know, we didn't call them oceans then. It was just the deep. But, but that's the thing. When you really take in what's really going on and look at it through the lens of the Bible, and, oh, by the way, God made this world orderly. So, so I do want to say, and I said this a few times with the kids, science and the Bible are not in discord. I don't believe that there's a conflict there. God made the world orderly. He made it in such a way that we can rely on those laws, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. his creation. Yeah. The, the trick is to know we view science through the lens of God's word. So yeah. when, we're, when we're trying to assess, okay, is what I'm hearing from scientists, is that theory accurate? Well, does it is it in accord with God's word? Yeah, and that's that right there, Randy is a great. I'm glad you brought that up because it's so sad that some of our students don't understand that or know to look there. And as parents, we got to be aware of what our kids are being taught at school, oh, yeah. and to encourage them to go to their Bible if they hear something. We had a couple kids in Club 56 when we were talking about this. Mm -hmm. uh, I had. Uh, at least four kids uh, at different times, and two of them were in the same the same uh, same service, where they said, "Hey, Matt, you know, at school we're being taught about the meteor hitting the dinosaurs." So these are kids that, you know, they they're believing kids, mm -hmm. but they're being taught uh, evolution or scientific, you know, anti Bible right. stuff. Right. And these poor kids, they don't know any better. They're just hearing a teacher say something, and they're assuming that that's right. Sure. Just like they're assuming me and you are right because <laughs> exactly. we're out there, which is a big responsibility. I'm not trying to bash teachers. My parents uh, were teachers, and my dad still is a teacher, but I'm not saying that. But I'm saying we have to be so careful of what our kids are being taught. Right. And when you have a child that's being taught about the beginning or that there was a meteor and the dinosaurs, you know, all that stuff, you got to talk them through that. You know, they should not be holding on to that and having that question without you knowing that they've been taught that. But you need to come alongside them, walk, and say, that's not what the Bible teaches. Right. So don't worry about that, honey, or sweetie, whatever you sure. call your kid, brat. No, I'm just kidding. But you <laughs> but you, you tell them, you know, no, that's not what the Bible says. I'm sorry that you're being taught that. That's just what people do because they want to disprove the Bible. And But that it's so dangerous what kids are being taught, and they believe what someone's teaching them because there's someone in authority. That's someone that they're supposed to trust. So, okay, it must be right. Right. And so what what are we doing? We got to encourage, hey, just go back to the word. Mm -hmm. Is Do you see that in there? Yeah. And you kept using the word believe. And that's so interesting because that's a faith word. Yeah. So they have faith in that science. Mm. And, and they believe. Hey, don't and tell me I have faith, man. Whoa, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> we have faith. Everybody has faith in something. Yeah. You, you choose what you have faith in. And one of the things I told my daughter-in-law to wrap up that story, the, what I told her was, if you've decided that there is no way that you'll ever believe, because remember I told you about Lincoln, and she was like, oh, there might oh, be conspiracy right, right. theories. I said, if you've chosen to have such a high standard that you won't believe anything, then you're going to be struggling for a really long time. Mm. You're not going to be able to believe. But... And I, and I told her this a few times, and she was a little—she did exactly what you did. I said, so—but you have faith. No, what? what right. No, don't tell me that. You Can't have faith that. in science. <laughs> and I walked her through the—you know, you believe these scientists, and you weren't there. 
You didn't do these experiments. Well, those experiments have been repeated. Were you there for any of them? No. Yeah. You're taking it on faith, and it is faith. Yeah. So you just got to know what you believe in. And me, uh, like he said, as for me and my house, we will serve mm. the Lord. Yeah. As for me and my house, we will use the lens of the Bible mm. to, to inform everything in our environment. And that's, that's my goal. So, that's good, Randy. Yeah. That's a good note to end on right there. That's really go. good. I encourage you parents out there listening to, to do exactly that. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What does that look like? Well, go to Scripture. You know, Make sure your kids are being fed in the Word. Maybe do a verse at dinner or in the morning. or Ask your kids what they're learning at school when it comes to this because it's so important to make sure that they know Scripture and that they know what truth is. They know that they're loved. They know God cares about them. And they know that God's Word is true. It doesn't return void. And so... Uh, that was a fun, fun lesson. That was. I like it. All right. So uh, I'm Matt. I'm Randy. And this is Got, Got Questions. Questions.